folks? This is Dave. You got to pose in the matrix. How are you today? Um, hope you're doing pretty good. Uh, I think I am. Uh, yeah. Um, the beard. Yeah. Okay. The other day, um, yeah, first of all, it's coming back. Uh, second of all, the other day I was <clears throat> shaving and uh, decided to shave my mustache. And with my eyesight getting the way it is as I'm getting older, um, I thought that the little trimmer thing said 11 millimeters, but it only said one. So I had an Abe Lincoln looking beard after that. And, uh, you know, with no mustache and all beard. So I figured, what the heck, just shave it all off. Like, you know, it kind of freaked myself out and a few others. And some people said they liked it and others told me to grow it back. And I'm going with the second group. Okay. <laughs> You know, I, when I was younger, I could pull this off really easy, but not, not anymore. <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyway, that's what's going on with that. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's been heading over to Brian's um, Brian's uh, pages. He's been getting a lot of hits, and uh, that's wonderful. So, keep it up, folks. Keep going over there. Um, he's a good guy. And... Uh, he means well and he does well so okay so tonight we're going to be talking about uh got like a strange echo in here i don't know what that's all about but anyway <clears throat> we are going to talk about um something that's been on my mind for a long time and that is uh this whole mess in ukraine and you've probably seen i've done a few videos about it already and um right from the beginning it smelled bad Okay, it smelled really bad, and I didn't know exactly what was going on with this uh, whole Ukraine thing. And <clears throat> and um, I've known for some time that uh, Vladimir Putin, you know, yes, he was a member of the KGB when he was younger, and um, he probably has some blood on his hands and stuff like that, but a lot of the politicians do these days, don't they? Um, so he um, he's not a choir boy. <clears throat> or at least he's, he wasn't in the past. And uh, so, you know, he's, he's in control of Russia now, has been for some time. And uh, he's noticed some stuff that's going on. Uh, NATO, the Soviet bloc broke up, remember? In 1989, it broke up, and but NATO still remained. And NATO has always been seen as a threat by the Russians before the breakup and even now. Um there were mortal enemies for how many years uh, from the from the end of world war ii all the way to 1989 you know we were we would go back and forth with the russians and everything you know and uh you know the cuban missile crisis and then the salt treaties and the start treaties and everything else and um mutual assured destruction <clears throat> that was another thing that we always heard about a lot but um so anyway, they, they fell apart, and uh, Ukraine got its independence, as did many of the other Baltic states, except they they kind of remained in the sphere of Russia, okay? Uh, the Baltic nations are in the sphere, sphere of Russia, except the Ukrainians didn't want to have anything to do with that. Um, they wanted to be their own entity, and when you're stuck behind two people that don't trust each other and you're the own en your own entity, it doesn't usually pay out a lot. They ever go to stop a fight? You know, you, you don't know the two combatants, but you go to stop the fight and you end up end up getting beat up worse than everybody else. Right. So um, 
Yeah, so that's where Ukraine stood, and and they didn't like the Russians because of uh, what happened, uh, especially during this the um, Stalin era, <clears throat> and uh, so it, it's been a mess. It's been a mess over there, and it's even more of a mess now. Um, so you have this comedian that ran for office in Ukraine and got elected because he ran against everything else that the uh, the other guy was for. And he's starting to make it look like the other guy wasn't that bad now, you know. But, um, there's been some allegations that there's neo-Nazis that are fighting on the side of Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine is hi hiring a whole bunch of uh, mercenaries to come fight for them. And that's not going so good. I've heard some stories coming out. Uh, basically, once they get you over there, they take your passport, um, tell you you're going to fight for them until they tell you you're not going to fight anymore. Um, that sounds like forced conscription to me. Um, but, you know, who am I? So, it's, it's not a pretty picture over there. And every war that we've ever had, you know, it's whether it's, it's Israel fighting the Arabs or the Arabs fighting Israel or, or us fighting the Afghanis or the Baghdad, Baghdadis, the um, Iraqis, uh, the Syrians, uh, that little skirmish we had in Lebanon back in the 80s. Um, there's always people on either side that say that some kind of war atrocity has occurred because if you can win the opinion, public opinion poll, um, of people around the world, you can win the war. <laughs> you know, look what happened with Vladimir Putin here. You know, that yeah, he, he went to invade Ukraine. Everybody got on his case, started piling sanctions on him. And he's like, you know, I don't really care. Uh, I've got everything I need. You can put all the sanctions you want to on me. And I'm just going to cut off the oil then, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, back and forth, tit for that. And um, so it's it's been pretty uh, pretty nasty. Well, uh, what I want to do is I've got uh, one article I want you to read along with me or follow along if you would. And um, there's some uh, videos in that article that I want to watch. They're pretty good. And um, it's, um, let's see, let's go ahead and share it now. And let's see, add to scene. Okay, there we go. This thing might actually work. What do you think about that, huh? Okay. So... Let me go over to it. Pardon me, just had dinner. All right. This is from uh, the Rare News Group. Okay. And the name of the article is Globalists Enraged. Putin dis Disrupts Their Plans for a New World Order. Uh, article and video. And you can see that uh, you have all the criminals up here. <laughs> this guy I don't really know that well. But um, you have Bill Gates, um, Yuval Harari, uh Klaus Schwab and uh, the infamous George Soros, which is um, still causing trouble even today. Um, okay, let's see. People who refuse to call Putin an occupier or tyrant will receive the same treatment as people who spoke out against the corona vaccines, said Archbishop Carlo, Ma Carlo Maria Vagano, or Vagano. Excuse me. That was close. Um, in 2014, Jacques Attali, yeah, um, the mastermind behind the Great Reset, predicted on French television that World War III would start with Ukraine. That same year, talk about self-fulfilled prophecies, right? Um, 
The same year, French President Prince uh, Nicolas Sarkozy, uh, who Atali uh, helped mold, warned, we will proceed together toward a new world order, and nobody, and I mean nobody, will be able to oppose it. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Never met Donald Trump, I guess. Okay. Let's continue the article, and after I get down to about this right here, this um, this different subtitle or here, I'm going to go ahead and play this video. <clears throat> um, now, in 2022, we are seeing the World Economic Forum leader, Klaus Schwab, counterpart Jacques Attali, and Nicolas Sarkozy's predictions come to fruition. Today, many other high-profile figures warn that globalists are trying to escalate the uh, Russia and Ukraine conflict to weaken nation states and to strengthen their global dominance. Well, yes, they are. <laughs> and if you don't believe it, look at our our inventory of weapons has probably gone down to close to nothing um, because we've been helping out Ukraine and uh, the Russians aren't doing that much better, actually, I've heard. So um, let's go ahead and listen to this this, uh, this video. And uh, if there's anything that's uh, not in English. I will go ahead and read it if there's subtitles. Okay, I can't remember. It's been a couple of days since I've seen these things, so let's uh, let's go for it here. Okay, let's, let's see. Here we go. In Ukraine, we are on the verge of um, question mark. We're on the verge of a, of a world war. A world war. On est absolument au bord de la guerre mondiale. Si de la guerre mondiale. Oui, parce que pour Yes, because we are. Yes, because. Well, I'm not correcting the specialists, but there's a civil war. Moi, enfin, je parle sous le contrôle des spécialistes, mais nous sommes dans une guerre civile, dont, à mon avis, on n'aurait pas dû se mêler. In which we shouldn't have interfered. See, it's a civil war between pro-Russia, pro-Russian Russians, and. Une guerre civile entre les Russes pro-Russes et les Russes différents qui sont en Ukraine. Different Russians, which are part of Ukraine. This civil war can, if we involve ourselves, une partie des Ukrainiens, et cette guerre civile, if we involve ourselves, si entraîner, uh, à une lead to a world war, absolutely, let's remember. This guy talks faster, so I better read faster, huh? Attali tells us that the, so the solution of world government, a central world bank, and the... Gouvernement mondial, la Banque Centrale Mondiale, Let's conclude by mentioning this topic is surely a long time off, but intellectually, <laughs> he is supposed to mention it. It is his regular duty to do so. If it's important, no, excuse me, it is important, but I think uh, that we should aim for world government as a strategy, today's government. Donc, je pense qu'il faut viser le gouvernement mondial comme une stratégie. Et d'ailleurs, quand les gouvernements parlent du G20, c'est une... It's an illusion, a sort of late setup before the world government. We're approaching that. Illusion, une sorte de, de, de retard avant le gouvernement mondial. On va vers... If we reach the, the, a world government during this world war, or after the world war... Ça, est-ce qu'on ira à la place de la guerre ou après la guerre, je ne sais pas. Mais c'est ça qui... I don't know, but we have to aim for this. In fact, our follow-up to this ideal is a city. Get ready for this, folks. Mais en fait, l'autre situation idéale, c'est une ville qui soit... Which will become the universal capital of the planet. 
We can imagine a world government. En quelque sorte, la capitale planétaire d'un univers. On peut imaginer un gouvernement mondial à Jérusalem. We can even imagine Jerusalem to become the capital of the planet. Ooh. Même si on peut imaginer, rêver d'un Jérusalem devenant capitale de la planète. Which will one day be unified around the world government. Qui sera un jour unifié autour d'un gouvernement mondial. C'est un joli lieu pour un gouvernement mondial. It's a beautiful... <laughs> okay. And I can tell you a third thing. We will proceed together towards a new world order. Et je peux vous dire une troisième chose. On ira ensemble vers ce nouvel ordre mondial. And nobody, and I mean nobody, will be able to oppose it. Et personne, je dis bien, personne ne pourra s'y opposer. I think that's it. Yep. So, folks, <laughs> Jerusalem, the capital of the world. Boy, does that sound like biblical to you? You know? I'm telling you, it's it's freaky. When I first heard that or read the subtitles, I was like, whoa, this is this is incredible, you know, because in a way that's what's going to happen. So let's continue with the article. Archbishop uh, Carlo Maria Vigano, sorry, a former Catholic apostolic uh, nuncio to the United States, whom Rare Foundation USA has written about before published a letter blaming the deep state within the United States, the European Union, and NATO for the war in Ukraine. The U.S. and Europe should not marginalize Russia, but form an alliance to resume trade and restore Christian civilization. According to Vigiano, uh, that is the only way to save the world from the transhumanist and the medical-technical-globalist monster. Ooh. <laughs> He's a religious guy, but he sees the transhumanist aspect of what's going on. Um, the United States of America and European states must not marginalize Russia, but build an alliance. It's simply what he said before, which will be the only way to save the world from the transhuman and medical, uh, technical, globalist monster. The Archbishop believes that Russian President Vladimir Putin has been cornered by an aggressive NATO supported by the United States. See? If other people see it, why can't we? All right. The globalist elite are trying to escalate the conflict for their own, explains Vigano. Okay. This is a trap for Russia just as much as Ukraine, um, using both to allow a globalist elite to bring about, uh, to bring its criminal plot to fruition. According to Vigano, Uh, the world is part of a plan to establish a new world order. The Archbishop said that the UN, NATO, and International Monetary Fund, the European Union, or the EU, uh, the billionaire oligarchs like uh, George Santos and Bill Gates are conspiring to help establish a world government. He portrays Ukrainian President Zelensky as the UN, uh, excuse me, as a European Union puppet, a sympathetic outsider who is used to stir, who is used to stir anti-Russian feelings. Okay. The image of Zelensky is an artificial product, uh, mediatic uh, fiction, an operation to manipulate consensus that was nevertheless able to create a political character 
in the Ukrainian collective imagination and who in reality, not, not in fiction, was able to seize power. Vigiano also says Ukrainians are being held hostage by the globalist totalitarian regime and advised them against joining the European Union. Instead, the Archbishop urged European nations to seek their independence by once more finding sovereignty, their identity, their faith, their soul. A dissent is centers, censored. Excuse me. Uh, in so-called democratic countries, dissent is censored. Pardon me. The Archbishop said that a pandemic has exacerbated uh, these dynamics, adding that the mainstream media has blatantly lied. People who refuse to call Putin an occupier or tyrant will receive the same treatment as the people who spoke out against the coronavirus, explains Vigiano. He also criticized the lack of neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine that have attacked Russian-speaking Ukrainians in Donetsk and Luhansk. Uh, as reported at uh, Rare Foundation USA, German journalist Alan, Alina Lip was um, just labeled a terrorist by the Ukrainian government for undermining the Western narrative about the Russian invasion. Okay, she speaks German, so I'm going to be reading more, folks, okay? Okay. Diese Botschaft richtet sich an alle, die mir This message is for all those who, for some reason, want to defame me. Ja, aus unerfindlichen Gründen gerne schaden möchten. Wie es sich heraus... As it turns out, I'm not, I'm now registered. I'm now registered. ...gestellt hat, bin ich nämlich jetzt eingetragen auf der offiziellen ukrainischen... ...on the official Ukrainian terrorist site. Boy, she's worked hard. <laughs> ...terroristenseite. Und zwar gelte ich... And I'm also now listed on the Russian terrorists, uh, as a Russian terrorist. That's pretty funny jetzt als russische Terroristin, was ziemlich lustig ist, weil ich nicht mal ein Russ Because I don't even have a Russian passport. Pass habe. Äh, warum man mir schaden... Why they want to defame me, I don't know. Because I just want to show... ...möchte, weiß ich nicht. Weil ich einfach nur zeige, wie in Wirklichkeit... Ding How things are really here in Donbass, in Donetsk, for example. Wir stehen hier... Im Donbass, in Donetsk zum Beispiel. Um, ich kann. I can show proof of my entire life, my resume, everything I've done. Mein ganzen Lebenslauf, mein Lebensweg, alle meine Taten, alle meine Be Begegnungen, Treffen. Uh, All my encounters, meetings, to prove that there's nothing I'm somehow hiding. Legen, da ist nichts, was ich irgendwie verheimliche. Ich bin eine I'm an independent journalist and I can prove also prove that. Abhängige Journalistin, das kann ich auch belegen. Und uh, ich versuche einfach nur I'm simply trying to work for peace. Mich für den Frieden einzusetzen. Man hört hier im Explosions can be heard going off in the background here again. schon wieder knallen und das ist die ukrainische Armee, die that's the Ukrainian army, which has been shelling the Donbass region for the last eight years. Eight years, folks. Eight years. Seit acht Jahren den Donbass beschießt. So, das habe ich mit eigenen Augen gesehen. 
And I've seen that with my own eyes. I've seen people suffering in the outskirts. Ich habe die Leute leiden sehen in den Randgebieten und You know, if you want to defame me, ask yourself why. Wisst ihr, wenn ihr mir schaden wollt, dann fragt euch mal warum. Ich filme doch nur I'm only filming what isn't shown in the West. Das, was im Westen nicht gezeigt wird. Ich will doch nur eine Unge I just want to expose an injustice and that's something everyone should want. Gerechtigkeit aufdecken. Und das sollte doch eigentlich jeder wollen. Warum sollte man mir dann Why should I be defamed? Why should I be prevented from exposing this injustice? Schaden. Wieso will man mich daran hindern, Ungerechtigkeiten aufzudecken, Völkermord aufzudecken? Expose the genocide. I don't understand it. Verstehe ich nicht. So, und uh, zum Just an example. Someone from T online contacted me to do an interview with me. Beispiel hat sich jetzt jemand von T online bei mir gemeldet und wollte ein Interview mit mir machen. An dieser Stelle liebe Grüße an den. Um, best regards to that gentleman. He wrote very nicely and then I answered him. Werten Herrn, er hat sehr nett geschrieben und dann habe ich ihm geantwortet, ich möchte. I said I would like to and that I would gladly answer questions. Uh, also ich antworte Ihnen gerne auf Ihre Fragen, aber ich möchte aber bitte. But that I'd like to read it through and approve the article before publication. Vor der Veröffentlichung den Artikel durchgehen und absegnen. Dann meinte er, nö, sowas mache ich nicht. Then he said, nah, I don't do that. I had the same thing happen before. Den gleichen Fall hatte ich schon mal. Ich glaube, mit dem Spiegel. I think it was with Der Spiegel magazine. It was a long time ago. I asked myself. Und länger her. Und da frage ich mich, wenn Sie. If you don't agree with my checking my own statements beforehand. Uh, nicht zustimmen dass ich meine eigenen Aussagen überprüfe, dann geben Sie doch damit. Then you're basically admitting that you intend to change my statements. Gleichzeitig zu, dass Sie vorhaben, meine Aussagen zu verändern. In a way that I would like to agree with after, in a way that I wouldn't agree with afterwards. In dem Sinne, dass ich damit nicht einverstanden bin hinterher. Ne? Also, so, it's unbelievable. Unglaublich. Was ist das für ein Journalismus? What kind of journalism, journalism is that? Just show the truth. Journalismus zeigt doch einfach die Wahrheit und gibt die Leute, die ihr interviewt, so wie der... And statements from people whom you interviewed should be what they said. Ja, wie sie sich ausgedrückt haben. So sollte es doch sein. That's how it should be. It's unbelievable what has become of those, this world. Es ist unglaublich, was aus dieser Welt geworden ist, was aus dem Journalismus geworden ist, vor allem im Westen. And what journalism has, been, has become, especially in the West. Oh well, bye. Naja. Tschüss. Huh, interesting. So she tries to tell the truth and the forces in the West basically blackball her. And tell her she can't do that and then defame her like she's... Um, a terrorist. Simply amazing.
Okay. Continue with the article. Uh, retired United States Army Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Former U.S. National Security Advisor Michael Flynn echoed similar sentiments as Archbishop Carlos Maria Vigano. Flynn believes that the Russian pre President uh, Vladimir Putin has upset the balance of the New World Order by invading Ira Ukraine. During a podcast on a Thrive Time show, he added that he is not a Putin, Putin apologist but understands that the, under, the underlying dynamics in Ukraine, excuse me, folks, um, the globalist World Economic <clears throat> Forum leader, Klaus Schwab, billionaires like Bill Gates, the futurist Yuval Noah Harari, uh, are unhappy that Putin has invaded Ukraine. Uh, what has happened in Europe now is an imbalance of the world as world order as they envisioned it, said Flynn. These people, according to Flynn, are highly intelligent, have many resources at their disposal, at their disposal, excuse me, and have mapped out certain strategies for the development of the world. However, God and soul are not part of that strategy, he said. Globalists and their organizations aim to weaken um, countries' sovereignty and make uh, their economic activities unstable, making it easy to undermine the, their national culture. Ironically, Vladimir Putin is, uh, was one of the most active leaders in the glo largest global organization, the World Economic Forum, the WEF. He consistently attended their meetings in Davos, gave speeches, and took a leading role um, to shape, in shaping the trajectory of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Putin perhaps did not realize that Russian sovereignty is consistent with globalism, inconsistent with globalism. Uh, they are mutually incompatible. While Putin was no longer willing to hand his country over to the World Economic Forum globalists, they disowned him and threw him and threw their support behind Ukrainian President Zelensky. As mentioned uh, previously at Rare, R-A-A-R, at this point, Ukraine has had, excuse me, Ukraine has the support of Joe Biden's White House State Department, U.S. intelligence agencies, Silicon Valley, the United Nations, European Union, NATO, World Economic Forum, U.S. Um, U.S. Foreign Relations Committee, uh, left-wing Western governments um, of George Soros uh, to wage the war in Russia. Uh, so the question remains: Why are the globalists supporting Ukraine? Suppose, uh, excuse me, support from Soros the World Economic Forum, or left-wing leaders never comes without a price tag, an ultimate, an ulterior motive, so to speak. So that's pretty interesting. So, so let's see, better watch out because, yeah, he might be getting his way right now, but uh, he might have his purse strings pulled a little closer to him so that he can't act out in the future, in the very near future, that is. Um... I don't know. To me, the guy stinks on ice. You know, he really does. He smells bad, and um, you know, he's not—he's not for anything good. And you notice that one article said that they've been shelling Don Basque for what did it say? Eight years. The war's only been going on for—I don't know what—a year. And uh, but Don Basque has been shelled by the Ukrainians for eight years. That's not good, folks. That's not good at all. Um, 
and it lets you know even more who the aggressor is, right? The real aggressor. So, okay, folks, let's, uh, we did that article, so let's go ahead and close this thing. Alrighty. So, Zelensky's got a habit of going out and, um, and campaigning, for lack of better words, for money, begging for money, maybe is a better way to put it. <sighs> Sorry, folks, long day. Um, and uh, inflating stories or uh, tweaking stories to make them fit, to make um, to make the people that are listening to them feel sorry for them and the Ukrainian people and um, so that they'll donate weapons, time, money, whatever. And uh, so there was a nice little article, uh, the Detroit Jewish News of all things. And uh, see Zelensky being Jewish, um, I guess had some relatives in World War II that were either killed or persecuted. And um, but at the same time, uh, Zelensky is, seems to be going down the same road as the um, as the neo Nazis are. And we'll, we'll see that later on this uh, in this show. But uh, the Detroit Jewish News uh, wrote an article called "What Zelensky Gets Wrong About the Holocaust in Ukraine." Um, it was written by Jeffrey Veldlinger on the uh, th three thirty of twenty two at eight o'clock p.m. And again, the Detroit Jewish News. Okay, I don't think this is very long. That's good. I do apologize for the yawning, folks. Um, if I knew it was going to be like this, I would have just canceled the show. But, you know, they say the show must go on. It has a picture up on the top. Um, it has a, looks like a German soldier, maybe an Ukrainian soldier, I don't know, um, aiming a weapon. It is definitely a Mauser. I've got a Mauser. I know what they look like. And aiming it at the back of somebody's head who's uh, holding their little kid, it looks like. Um, this is a photo of one German army mobile unit or killing units, the uh, Eistensgruppen, shooting Jews near uh, who? Ivangorod, Ukraine in 1942, was mailed from the Eastern Front to Germany in um, intercepted in a Warsaw post office by a member of the Polish resistance, uh, collecting documentation on Nazi war crimes. Okay. Maybe if I sit up, I'll wake up a little bit. So the article starts, so you don't need to distort Ukraine's history to make the case for, in, for intervention, writes an expert on the, on the region at the University of Michigan. In his March 20th speech to Israeli lawmakers, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky invoked the Holocaust as analogous um, to what his country is currently experiencing. I don't think so. <laughs> Not even close. Um, I have the right to this parallel. Excuse me. I have the right to this parallel and to this comparison, he said in his uh, video address. But as a historian of the Holocaust in Ukraine, I know how problematic this comparison is. Zelensky, who played a history teacher on TV, should know better, too. The war is horrific. The Russian, the Russian's uh, apparent 
deliberate targeting of civilians is abominable. But like most wars, the war is being fought over the political control of territory and sovereignty of a people. Unlike the Holocaust, it was it is not an attempt to murder every single member of an ethnic, racial or national group. In contrast to Zelensky's assertion, the threat is not the same. For example, Zelensky could theoretically turn over the power of government to a Russian-appointed puppet and allow its people to live as a Ukrainian minority within the oppressive Russian state. It's a good choice, but it is a choice. It's not a good choice, but it is a choice. Um, the Nazis provided no, no such option for the Jews of Europe. There is no choice that led to, there was no choice that led to physical survival. No offers, no offers to surrender. Okay. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin, uh, Putin, excuse me, too, has invoked the uh, Holocaust, who justifying his invade, while well, when justifying his invasion of Ukraine, claiming that it was his intention to denazify the country. That too is a disingenuous. Ukraine is free and democratic state, with a government uh, that has popular elected popularly elected and that um, has, for the most part, protected the rights of all of its citizens. It is a little wonder, though, that the Holocaust has such resonance in Ukraine. Over one quarter of the Jewish victims of the Holocaust, approximately 1.5 million people, were killed within the territory of what is now Ukraine. Millions of non-Jewish Ukrainians also perished under German occupation as war prisoners, or excuse me, prisoners of war, slave laborers, um, soldiers, partisans, and ordinary townsfolks and peasants. Zelensky is right that the war was a tragedy for Ukrainians, for Jews, for Europe, and for the world. Urging Israel to provide more military aid to Ukraine, Zelensky asked the people of Israel to make a choice just as the Ukrainians made their choice 80 years ago. With 2,673 Ukrainians recognized by Yad Vashem for their efforts to save Jews, Zelensky can legitimately boast that the, that the righteous among the nations are among us, as they did in speech. Um, but, as it, but this claim obscures the role of far more Ukrainians played in uh, collaborating with the Germans and facilitating the murder of their Jewish neighbors. Yeah, it's true. The Germans knew that Ukraine would be fertile ground for their experimentation plans. And uh, as I show in my recently published book, In the Midst of Civilized Europe, The Pogroms of 1918 to 1921, and the onset of the Holocaust only 20 years um, earlier, Ukrainians uh, opposed Bolshevik rule and murdered tens of thousands of their Jewish neighbors. The Jews and Bolsheviks, they had falsely acclaimed, were one and the same. The Nazis purport, excuse me, purposefully revived the myth. They, they enticed Ukrainians to uh, assist in murder uh, as revenge for the crimes that the Bolsheviks had, had inflicted on Europe, uh, Ukraine. Mass arrests and executions, and most notably forced grain requisitions that had resulted in a famine killing 3.5 million people in 1932 and 1933. A quick history. Okay. 
In Lviv, the first major city that the Germans captured in Ukraine, Ukrainian soldiers recruited uh, from abroad with the false promise of German support for Ukrainian statehood, rounded up the Jews and threw them in the crowd to the crowds. They were beaten up. They were beaten up. Jews killing Jews, beating them to death on the street. Recalled one witness, German special units with the collaboration of Ukrainian auxiliary police and military, excuse me, militia, uh, killed between 2,000 and 500 Jews in the city in July of 1941. Similar scenes were repeated elsewhere. During the first month of the German invasion, between 12,000 and 35,000 Jews were killed in eastern Galicia um, and western Vol. Hania, okay, uh, two regions that the Soviet Union had taken from Poland in 1939. Many of uh, these massacres are perpetrated by locals and some without even or <laughs> even a German uh, presence. The ones that did the shooting and the ones that did the arresting and the ones that carried out the atrocities were not Germans. They, these were the local Ukrainian police uh, recalled Simon Feldman Perlman. Interesting. Okay, what we got here? Okay. Let's see, should I go down a little bit here? Well, I think what, uh, what to do here is just to explain that uh, the uh, as this article does, that the um, Ukrainians were just as guilty as the Nazis um, in, in killing Jews. And um, uh, many of them turned against their neighbors and turned their neighbors in, and, um, and others just um, did what they had to do or what they wanted to do uh, without thinking about it. So anyway, that's that article. Folks, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to make this a part one of part two, or one of two, okay? Because um, I don't think you deserve to have me reading funny because I'm tired or or just, um, you know, almost falling asleep because I'm tired or whatever. But um, I think what I'm going to do is uh, come back on tomorrow night and finish this up and maybe add a little extra stuff, okay? So let's consider this part one of two, and um, and we'll go from uh, we'll go tomorrow, okay? And I promise to get a little more rest tomorrow. So, um, hey, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. May He watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, and your lying down. May He grant you the peace that passes all understanding, and may He bring you joy. And, and certainty and um, and rest and comfort in this these hard days that we're living in Yeshua's holy name, Amen and Amen. All right, folks. For right now, good night, and I'll see you in the morning or tomorrow night. Okay. Good night.